I'd like to, to really express my relief that this present challenge seems to be behind us. Also, I want to express uh, sorrow over the conduct that we have displayed as Southern Baptists over the course of this absolutely necessary deliberative process. Too often, brothers and sisters have demonized one another for having reasonable disagreements, as everyone sought to fulfill not to defy the will of the messengers. This included absolutely unnecessary personal attacks on our EC members, legal advisors, members of the sex abuse task force. We're all honorable people whose careers attest to their, their professional expertise. So it's, it's my assessment that we have actually witnessed over the last two weeks was an executive committee board of trustees and executive leadership to a person who was trying really hard to do the right thing while navigating unchartered territory. This was not easy and it shouldn't be easy. Frankly, I, I think there are some apologies that are in order. We're thankful that we uh, serve a God of grace and grace is, you know, also, we, we owe that to one another, and grace should be given to our, our, our Southern Baptist family, and certainly benefit of, doubt, of the doubt should go to everyone. So now that our path has been set out before us, it's more than time to stop attacking the motives of one another and to move down this road together. Most importantly, it's time to know for sure where we have fallen short on the question of sexual abuse within the Southern Baptist Convention so that we can correct any errors and move into the future as a convention that's the most safe for our most vulnerable members. So executive committee members, I thank you for your service. I thank you for your patience over these last few months and now I say let's let's roll up our sleeves and let's work with the task force to move the convention ahead. And with that, the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention in a vote of 44 in the affirmative and 31 against passed a motion uh, to waive attorney-client privilege and begin the investigation to the EC from the Sexual Abuse Task Force appointed by President Ed Litton. I'm joined with Matt Hensley and Alan Murray here on the Potluck Podcast. Guys, uh, long day, long two weeks. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday. Of course, this is normally when we release our episode, but we thought it would obviously behoove us to wait until this was behind us. Uh, but today was my first pastor appreciation coffee uh, here in the Collin Baptist Association, and Jared Cornut did not join me for that. I'm disappointed. However, we had a great group of guys ranging from a new pastor all the way to a 
retired pastor of something like 40 or 50 years and uh, had a great conversation with them and uh, encouraging one another as we sought to be more intentional in our ministry context of calling out the call to course, uh, emphasizing baptism, and uh, in really raising the bar in our churches. So it was a great time. So doing well and enjoying a little bit cooler weather here in the Dallas-Fort Worth it, metropolitan. It feels fantastic outside. It does. It does. Uh, and let the record show, um, I am not a member of the Colin Baptist Association. And so that coffee was not for me to go to because I am not a pastor in his association. Oh, uh, contraire. Oh, contraire, my friend. Uh, because I extended that invitation to all Southern Baptists that could get there. So you were still invited. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got one closer to Irving? You doing one uh, closer this way? Wiley? Wiley. Uh, not, well, okay, I'm not going to do the Wiley one. Yeah. Uh, Alan, uh, obviously you're nowhere near Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> you're on the East Coast of North Carolina. But uh, nonetheless, how is it over there in the Eastern time zone? Well, I'm, I'm thankful not to be anywhere near Dallas-Fort Worth because uh, that mean I'd be be closer to Matt Hensley uh, and he'd probably invite me to coffee too and I'd have to turn him down just like you because I'm, I'm not part of the Colin Baptist Association either. But I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, been, been busy with a lot of stuff here lately. Uh, still just trying to, uh, to process what's been going on today. It's been a very weighty and heavy day in the life of the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, we're going to do our best to be uh, as gracious and as even-handed as possible discussing a topic that I know a lot of people have a, a lot of different feelings about. Then uh, you can even maybe look on my social media or others to kind of see some thoughts there. But, uh, guys, I want to read the motion to you that Jared Bowman made today. Um, and uh, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you believe this accomplishes the will what the messengers voted for in Nashville? And this is what the uh, motion said. I move that the executive committee authorize our chairman to execute the contract with guideposts that we received on October 1st, 2021, which includes a waiver of attorney-client privilege in accordance with the action of the messengers to the 2021 Southern Baptist Convention, which uh, would pass with a 44 to 31 vote. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, it took a long time to get to the decision. I say we. I didn't make the decision. I'm not part of the executive committee, but it took a long time to get there. Uh, postponed the decisions several times. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought it. I mean, I know it's difficult, the situation at hand, the debate and the discussion that have been going on for the last number of weeks were not easy by any means. And I, I don't want to act like it was easy, uh, but there was a straightforward directive given by the messengers to the executive committee. And uh, it's, it's just taken a long time to get to where we're at. Yeah, I agree. You know, it dealt with polity. It dealt with law. It dealt with a lot of things that a lot of guys uh, like you and I would rather not have to deal with. Uh, but at the end of the day, it seems like uh, I, I think people on either side were seeking God's will, seeking wisdom, seeking the Spirit's help, and, uh, and, and ultimately coming to the decision that they did. And, and so I was encouraged by that. But it's not the end of the road. It's really... Uh, very clearly, the very first step in this process. And uh, so I think it is incumbent upon us to continue to pray, uh, not just for the task force, but the EC and, and the, the sex abuse survivors and all those involved. Of course, the uh, first vote was on September 21st to waive attorney-client privilege, which fell 55 to 20. 
Uh, they met a week later after trying to uh, continue contract negotiations. Uh, that vote fell 39-34. And there were seven more days, and we, we came back to here. Uh, what happened today was uh, actually I think it was Dave Bryan who uh, was – he's an EC member who said, you know, I voted no the past two times. I was hoping for a third option. Obviously, that's not possible. So I have to vote due to the will of the messenger. So here, here's what is going to happen in selecting and waiving a privilege. Uh, it means – that uh, it's not a blanket waiver for forever. Uh, it's going to look into the mishandling of abuse allegations by the EC or EC members between January 1, 2000 and June 14, 2021. It'll look at the allegations of abuse by executive committee members, allegations of mistreatment of sexual abuse survivors by the EC during that time frame, patterns of intimidation of sexual abuse victims or advocates in that time frame, and resistance to sexual abuse reform ministers during that time frame. Uh, there's a Baptist Press article up on it. It has the contract that will be signed uh, by uh, Julie Wood from Guidepost, Roland Slade, uh, the chairman of the executive committee, and Bruce Frank, the chairman of the uh, Sex Abuse Task Force. And so that's what will be signed, uh, and that's what will happen. Ed Linton said today, uh, sexual abuse is antithetical to the gospel. Uh, it has no place in the Baptist Convention, and it is my prayer that all Southern Baptists will remain resolute in our commitment to preventing abuse, caring for survivors, and taking whatever steps are necessary to implement reforms. Of course, with these votes, guys, uh, we know what happened after the second delay was several letters were written. The seminary presence came out and said some things. So a lot of Southern Baptists took action, uh, but the action doesn't stop. We need to pray uh, specifically for the task force and for survivors. Uh, what would you recommend to our listeners in terms of praying between now and the public um, release of the information 30 days before the annual meeting in Anaheim? Uh, how, how should we pray for uh, the investigation that's going to take place? I just continue to pray for clarity, uh, certainly for for wisdom, for those that are uh, meeting and, and clarity in their answers and, and just that ultimately uh, wrongs will be made right and rights, uh, you know, made clear. And, uh, and so that's been my prayer really from the beginning is uh, just for wisdom and clarity. And, uh, and so I, I intend to continue that. Yeah, I would echo that. And then been praying for the individual members uh, of the committee. I know a lot of folks have uh, posted on social media today, either on Twitter or Facebook, the list of the people who voted yes and no. Um, and that's not an invitation to pray imprecatory prayers towards the people that voted differently than you, uh, but to pray for those individuals, pray for the leadership of the committee, uh, pray for the, uh, the task force, uh, Guidestone even, um, you know, calling those individual people uh, by name uh, out before the Lord, I think can be very beneficial. Um, it's, it's been a lot of prayer has gone into this um, a couple weeks ago uh, after the first delay. Uh, Ronnie Parent and Grant Gaines called people to pray and fast, and I know a lot of folks did that. Um, this this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. This is going to be a long, ongoing investigation. I, I said earlier today, some folks are treating what happened today like a, a victory, and, and I guess in some ways, if you um, wanted the will of the messengers, which, um, of course, I was one of those messengers that, that voted um in Nashville, but but really the subject matter at hand dealing with sex abuse is such a, a solemn and weighty thing uh, to me. It's just this this day's been heavy uh, for me personally, and so it's been one to to certainly pray for. Yeah, certainly to pray for uh, survivors of sex abuse in particular. Uh, I'm thinking about like uh, Jules, uh, I can uh, Woodson, I believe is her uh, last name, and Tiffany Thigpen, who uh, Jen Lyle, who uh, we know their stories well. 
And while today may feel like a victory for many of us, and it may even feel like a victory for them, I don't want to speak for them either way. Um, it's also a day that um, where something traumatic happened in their lives. And uh, it probably feels like a relief that things are going to be looked into, but also I would imagine for them is also just a, a very heavy, weighty day as they just reflect. And so I think we would uh, do well to pray for them as well. And uh, we, we would do well as our church leaders. Uh, uh, you know, Matt helps pastors assist them. Alan and I both pastor churches. Um, let this serve as a reminder to us and how we handle things in our church and how we protect people in our church and uh, that we just make wise decisions as leaders so that it would lead us into action uh, to where when things happen, um, we deal with those things rightly. Um, it, it's, it's been a long way getting here, uh, Alan, as you said, but I really appreciate what Pastor Roland Slade said about us really uh, moving down the road together. He said, more importantly, it's time to, uh, to know for sure where we have fallen short on the question of sexual abuse within the Sunrise Convention so that we can correct any errors and move into the future as the convention. That's the most safe for our most vulnerable members. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that. That's what happened today. Uh, they went in the executive session twice. Uh, they made a motion. There was a motion made. And I, I haven't seen a lot of guys talk about this. There's a motion made. Uh, by Rob Showers to actually not waive attorney-client privilege, and it only failed 51% to 49%. It almost passed, yeah. uh, but it did not, and ultimately, uh, overwhelmingly, uh, 44 to 31 again was the final vote to uh, uh, take a, attorney, uh, a waive attorney-client privilege, which was in the motion that the messengers passed in Nashville. Um, do you guys, what are the thoughts do you have on this or anything you would want to say to our listeners as they kind of digest this information that we got today? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, expediency, you know, obviously uh, they're going to dive into this right away. And uh, the uh, report is is due 30 days before our gathering at the 2022 uh, meeting in uh, Anaheim. And uh, so they they obviously have to get right away and uh, right into work. And so we need to be praying. And, uh, and I think in the meantime, you know, the pot shots and all that kind of stuff online, you know, really thinking through uh, Pastor Roland's, uh, you know, final comments uh, really convicted me and, and just challenged me to just uh, really pray for my brothers. There's people on either side of the aisle or, or whatever you want to say uh, that I, I do think some and in each camp uh, we're seeking uh, the spirit's guidance and so forth. And, and maybe uh, from the judgment that they had or the information that they had, and, and we come to different uh, agreements on those or, or opinions on those. But at the end of the day, we're brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ and uh, have that unity uh, in him that we want to strive after as well. Besides praying, I'd say pay attention. Uh, keep watching this. Um, you know, of course, we're going to do that. We We talk about Southern Baptist issues on this podcast, but we're we're, we're not the, the final authorities on all things in Baptist life. I'd say pay attention and come, come to Anaheim. Uh, come to Anaheim knowing whatever takes place and uh, be there in the room as best you can if you're able to make those provisions. It's, gonna, it's a long road ahead of us. Yeah, I believe many presumed that Anaheim would be a, uh, it's a non-election year typically. Uh, I imagine it will be an election year, but typically and. Uh, it's a Disneyland vacation with an annual meeting attached to it, but I have a feeling that Anaheim will be a bit more well-attended than um, we may be originally thought. 
And so we'll keep an eye on things and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly pray. We'll keep you up to date on this podcast uh, about, our, uh, you know, updates from the task force and anything that we hear going on that you may want to uh, listen to, but we ask that you commit to pray. And uh, if you are a Southern Baptist and you are a pastor, a church member, DOM, whatever you are, uh, if you can get to Anaheim, decisions are made by those who are in the room. And so, uh, and I, I highly suspect there'll be decisions made based off the past two weeks in Anaheim. And if you want your voice to be heard, if you want your church to be represented, uh, then they need to elect you as a messenger and you need to go to Anaheim. And, um, you know, I understand that it's hard to travel. Uh, it's hard to take vacation time for an annual meeting. Um, but uh, if we are, um, if we feel the Southern Convention is important, then we would do that. Yeah. And uh, there, there was some other Southern Baptist news, uh, even today, I believe, with Todd Fisher being elected as the executive director treasurer uh, for Oklahoma Baptist. And uh, also recently they announced from the Annie Armstrong Easter offering that $66.5 million set a new record for them. And uh, so when uh, maybe next week we can dive into some of those things and, and uh, perhaps reach out to Oklahoma and see if uh, Brother Fisher would like to come on the show and, and kind of share his hopes for, for Oklahoma and, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, Matt and I's neighbors to the north for about about an hour, maybe even closer for you, about an hour for me to get there to Oklahoma. And it's always good to hear positive news about how God's doing Oklahoma Baptist. That's a strong convention. Yeah. I'm headed there this, this weekend, actually, for the Small Town Jesus uh, conference. I'm speaking at that. And uh, so, so I'm looking forward to a little road trip. Uh, unfortunately, not in my Corvette because that was a casualty in the move. So, Matt, I'm assuming there'll be some updates also regarding the Pastors Conference coming soon. Yes, sir. The 16th draweth nigh. So, there will be another update very soon about uh, maybe, I guess, the less, next little teaser, uh, some more info coming out. So, there you go. Well, guys, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us here on the potluck. Please be uh, praying for the task force, for survivors, for the executive committee, and for the Southern Baptist Convention as uh, we trek forward towards Anaheim and we deal uh, with whatever we find out. Join us next time, same Baptist time, same Baptist hour, and please stay Baptist, my friends.